Yeah. So speaking of cops, Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite was in the CIA. <laughs> he was he was the best CIA agent the CIA ever had. In the CIA. In the CIA. Yeah. You jive turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call our listeners jive turkeys. They'll stop listening. To you us. drive turkeys. <laughs> I don't know if any of our listeners will completely understand what it means to be a jive turkey. I mean, I don't even really understand <laughs> yeah, what it means to be a jive turkey. I was watching something not too long ago. I don't remember what it was, but somebody called somebody else a jive turkey, <laughs> and they got so upset. They're like, you call me a jive turkey. Can we get, like, go on Urban Dictionary and look that up? Yeah. Jive like, turkey. They're like, you call me a jive turkey. I don't... Urban Dictionary. That was uncalled for. I think it was Anchorman. <laughs> it's like, it was uncalled for. He didn't need to call me a jive turkey. One who speaks as though they know what they're talking about, though they do not. Or B, a bullshitter. So pretty much, it's a pretentious asshole. Or, or, the uh, other uh, one's a, uh, uh, someone who lies all the time. This coke, this coke carries zero, man. It just, <laughs> it's worse than vodka. Are you just... It hits you right here. And then it hits you right here. Barf. And then it gives you a little Richard. <laughs> For those of you who have not watched Black Dynamite, that's part, that's one of the... That's one of the jokes. That's like the plot of the whole movie, and, is Little Richard. Which you don't really find out until like the last 15 minutes. <laughs> and that scene like the, made absolutely no sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, that scene was, was definitely like Batman. <laughs> 60s Batman solving the Riddler's riddles. Adam West Batman. Adam West Batman. They were all like, so what's the biggest snake? An anaconda. Anaconda malt liquor. <laughs> what's An the anac- slogan? What's the slogan? Anaconda malt liquor. It gives you woo. And what else gives you woo? Little Richard. And what's another name for Richard? <laughs> Dick. Anaconda malt liquor gives you a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's, the, that's the movie. And the rest of the movie is uh, Black Dynamite. He's like a 70s kung fu ninja master. From the uh, CIA. From the CIA. Who was in Vietnam. Who was in Nam. Who can fuck five women at one time. At one time. <laughs> and uh, Shh, Quiet, pretty much. His Wait, brother, his vengeance. brother was killed, and he was like trying to get vengeance for his brother. Yeah, yeah. This is... his aunt called him, and she's all like, "Black Dynamite, Jim is dead. He was caught with drugs on him. You promised your mama on her deathbed that you would get Jimmy off of that smack." Did you see the Did you see the flashback after that part no. that he had? No. It's like a younger Black Dynamite talking to his mom on her deathbed, and she's like. You have to promise me, Black Dynamite, on my deathbed, that you will get Jimmy off a of smack. And then she <laughs> dies, and then it shows Black Dynamite with his younger brother when they're both younger. He's like, I'm 16-year-old Black Dynamite, and you're my 14-year-old brother Jimmy. You gotta get off that smack. And that was... <laughs> movie was pretty awesome. Yeah. It is a black position. Blaxploitation. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Very reminiscent of 70s blaxploitation movies. Yeah. It's very Shaft or Dolomite-ish, I'm guessing. Yeah. Shaft. I was only talking about Shaft there. 
<laughs> Every time he walks in a room, uh, you hear like a chorus of ladies going, Dynamite! <laughs> man, who is knocking on my door when I'm trying to get a piece of Dynamite? Main man, black um, so some other things that we noticed uh, while watching the movie is that they would reuse old footage yep. <laughs> from earlier in the movie. Um, the exploding car. Yeah, the exploding car. A car drives off a cliff at one point and then, uh, you know, and it explodes and falls down the down the edge of the cliff. And then later on, Black Dynamite uh, drops a car from a helicopter and then they just reuse the same footage of the car exploding <laughs> and falling down the thing. And then uh, at another point, like really early on, there's a, a part where he's talking to some girl in his office and the boom mic is definitely in frame a lot. And he's looking <laughs> at it like, why are you in my space? <laughs> boom mic, get out of here. Also, he throws a couple of guys through a window. And then it pans into the room and there are no windows. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's no windows. And those guys are still in the room. <laughs> so I'm going to say that this movie definitely pays off a lot more for people who pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or the, the scene where Bullhorn gets into a fight with the one guy and he accidentally like slaps him in real life <laughs> and he actually's like damn motherfucker and it cuts back it cuts away and then it shows him fighting a guy again and it's a completely different guy dressed up the same dressed up the same <laughs> 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 he slapped him. the guy got so mad he just walked off set so they had to fight somebody else oh my goodness there's a there's a guy in it who's reading the um the actions off the script as oh, yeah. part of his lines. <laughs> so Tell he's, me. he's like, I walk over to Black Dynamite and say, Damn it, Dynamite. Or he's like, or... Yeah. Black Dynamite goes into their like resistance offices and like, Who's in charge here? The guy's like, Sarcastically, I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, when he first walked into the room, he's like, where's your leader? He's like, uh, turns around startled. And he turns around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just so funny. Just, oh god. Oh my. So, welcome back to the B-Cast. Didn't say that before. But, um, <laughs> I'm Malaria. I'm Mike. And I'm Jake, again. Jake from episode 4 has returned yeah. for episode 12. With a vengeance. <laughs> Be careful. Jake with a vengeance. <laughs> he's going to fight Alan Rickman. <laughs> I was, was going to go for more of a crab battle kind of thing. Crab battle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you haven't picked up yet, we have uh, just finished watching Black Dynamite. Dynamite! 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 <laughs> Fiendish Doctor Wu, your your reign of kung fu treachery. <laughs> I think they did a really good job with this movie. They did. It was a. It was came out in two thousand nine. It um, definitely still feels like the 70s, yeah, though. They do a really good job of making the film really grainy and technicolor. And everybody has an afro. 
everybody has an Africa. They had, it's like they had a really big budget, and they're like, we're gonna take all this money and we're gonna make the the worst, best, worst, big budget shit movie ever. Well, and they did. I noticed that all the black people were either pimps or hoes, mm-hmm. and all the white people were cops, and all the Asian people were shopkeepers or um, kung fu masters. Yep. So, pretty much. <laughs> I like how Black Dynamite's just on this kick about getting drugs off the street because his, his brother's killed. Right. So he wrote, he goes into a room full of pimps, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's, he's like, all like, "I'm getting the drugs off the street, just so you know." Like, but we sell drugs. Like, well, you better not let me catch you. <laughs> I'm starting the war with everybody who I sells drugs to the community. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> but, so like, the whole time, it's like, this is a room full of pimps. <laughs> In any capacity. He should probably be pissed. But, you know, like, I guess he's really connected to one of the well, I mean, warehouses. So, yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the movie, he was, he was a pimp himself. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's silly. For all of our older listeners, um, the person you might recognize from the cast is Arsenio Hall as Tasty Freeze. Um, Who was Tasty Freeze? He was Arsenio Hall. I know. No, not like in the movie, because I don't remember who Tasty Freeze was. He's one of the pimps. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think, was he the main pimp? I think he was the older pimp whose outfit I really liked. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about now. So this entire movie was like the whole time I was thinking of. Um, and this might you know out me a bit, but um, there was a movie made by the Insane Clown Posse <laughs> called Big Money Hustlers. I've heard of it. <laughs> Never seen it. It's very similar to this. It's like a '70s crime drama. Is it really? Uh, it's going? it's like a gangster movie. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and I can't think about like. They, the, one of the characters has to rhyme at all times and there's like a little theme song that plays every time they say his name uh-huh. and uh, but you know yeah I mean there's there's plenty of differences but yeah it, it's definitely fun um, both of them and the ICP one is still a good watch even if you don't like ICP so people who liked Black Dynamite liked all the Austin Powers movies uh, they also liked Nothing to Lose Shoot them up and shoot them up and Pineapple Express. The Pineapple Express. I like Pineapple Express. I can see Pineapple Express. I honestly don't get the Austin Power movies connection. I, probably because they're kind of the set, Austin Powers movies set in connection. The 70s. I don't know. Or not really set. In I think the, 70s, the Austin Power movies are shit, anyways. I like the first one a lot. The first one's okay, but the second one was bad, and I won't even watch the third one. Yeah, the third the third one's not that good. I didn't have to understand Chinese to know what he was saying to me. <laughs> Why, saying, Black Why Black Dynamite? Why Black Dynamite? Why? He on. said something in Chinese. He's like, some cartoon shit. I don't even know. <laughs> Later on, he speaks Chinese. Yeah. Perfectly. <laughs> that was actually something that I didn't even pick up on the first time I watched the movie. Because I was just in such awe of how ridiculous the whole thing was. <laughs> The movie was awesome. I give it a 10 on a B-movie scale. Probably like an 8 on an A-movie scale. <laughs> Black Dynamite. The B-movie for A-movie people. So I gotta be honest. I didn't like it that much. Really? What? It does kind of drag on at the end. It's, 
Because it starts off really funny and ridiculous, and then it can it stays ridiculous. Yeah. And like the ridiculousness just keeps piling on and piling on. I mean, until the levee breaks. I want something a bit more like funny. Like mm. everything that was funny was kind of subtle. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciate that, but it didn't make me laugh that much. Um, mm. And that and black exploitation is not really my favorite genre, but. Yeah. Like, you know, it's I, I recognize that it's a decent movie. I think they did pretty good with it, but it's not something that I want to watch again, really. So, uh, did you watch anything else this week? I really didn't. Um, I, I was supposed to... Well, I wasn't supposed to, but I was going to watch all kinds of movies. But instead, I decided I was going to read my comics that have been piling up for a long time. I still have to read these comics you gave me. Uh, the comic book I was reading is worth mentioning, though. Um... It's a comic book series called Wormwood Gentleman Corpse. Awesome. Um, and it's about... I'm not sure if they're in hell or just on Earth or something, but it's... They're in a place. <laughs> uh, it's basically like kind of a detective book mm-hmm. where the detective is a strange alien or demon worm that, mm-hmm. that uh, can control corpses... <laughs> Interesting. So this worm like goes through the eye of a dead body, and he controls the whole body, and yeah. that's just who he is. And then they fight like strange monsters, and uh, there's leprechauns, but the leprechauns are like feral, and uh, feral leprechauns. Yeah, and then Real there's feral like... leprechauns. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh god, that would be worse. And Colin Farrell re- leprechauns. Uh, That'd be even worse. Colin Farrell's okay. Isn't that then... new movie Second Psychopaths? Yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be amazing. It, I really want to see it. My roommate's going right. to see that tonight. But, uh, no, Seven Psychopaths was okay. I wouldn't say that it's amazing. Oh, I thought it looked good. But... I mean, it, it it is a good movie, and it does have some pretty good laughs in it. I mean, Christopher Walken, how how can you not laugh? Yeah, but yeah, it was all right. Um, I would, I probably wouldn't watch it again, but I would recommend it for a first time watch. I plan on checking it out. I I, uh, I can see it going either way because I think it's supposedly by the same people that made In Bruges. Mm-hmm. And I thought that movie looked amazing, but then I watched it and I could just never get into it. So I don't know. It could like could end up being really boring, but but I'm still hoping it'll be good. Yeah. Um, there are some really cool movies coming out soon, though. Like... Uh... Have you seen previews for Cloud Atlas? I have not. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. It's a little it's, bit. It's by the same guy who directed the Matrix trilogy. Mm. And it deals with, like, if I if I caught the gist of it correctly, it was something along the lines of, like, people living lives in different, like, time periods. Yeah. And they're all connected. Like, no matter what time period they're at or, like, how different they look or anything like that, these people are always connected. And it's really weird. you got to watch the video. That looks awesome. And, uh, fucking Django Unchained. Django Unchained. I'm so excited about that one. Um, Man on the Iron Fist comes... Is is that out yet? I know it's coming out soon. Oh, that that Wu-Tang, like... It's the other Tarantino movie, yeah. Because he's coming out with two new ones within oh, like the next few months. No, that that one's just like, it's just the Wu Tang Clan. I uh, thought the Tarantino was no. Part I, of it. They totally put his name on there. He does this all the time. 
Oh, he, he might have given to... he might have given a little bit of money uh, or like something, but mostly what he did is like here, put my name on it, people will see it. Huh? It doesn't matter though. I saw that preview. It looks fucking amazing. It does. I mean, it's got Lucy Liu. It has um, uh, fuck. What's the guy in Gladiator? What's his name? The Gladiator guy. The Gladiator guy. What's his uh, name? Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe. And some other people. I I just watched, and it was like this ridiculous kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. There's like a guy that turns into stone. There's, yeah, that that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, also, one thing I did watch this week was the Evil Dead remake trailer, and I'm really excited to say. Wait, they're making another Evil Dead? Yes, they're remaking it. They yes. have a remake. For... I had no idea. Yeah, the uh, there's no ash. We we talked about it a little bit last week on the podcast, but the trailer leaked from Comic Con, and uh, I'm very happy to say that the tree rape is still in there. The I thought they were going to take oh, it out. Nice. I haven't. I've actually never seen the original Evil Dead movie. Um, I've well, seen the second one, kind of. How's it still here? But I couldn't find it on the. And I've page. seen Army of Darkness, which was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I absolutely love that movie. Um, I agreed. And you have seen Evil Dead One because the Isn't first Evil five Dead? minutes uh-huh. of Evil Dead Two is Evil Dead One. Uh, uh, Evil Dead Two is a remake of Evil Dead One. Um, just slapped a two on it. The only thing you're <laughs> the only thing you're really missing is the tree rape scene. They didn't put the tree rape scene into the remake. Is it, is it just like a tree raping somebody? Or? Yeah, yeah. They, it's funny because you can see like hands holding the sticks and they're just like poking her. Yeah, there's a woman that kind of gets pulled in by like these tree monsters and like there's a little branch that just goes up her skirt a little bit. Um, and yeah, and so I didn't know, think they'd put it in the movie, but I now I could be wrong, but I distinctly saw some kind of like branchy tentacles cr- like crawling up this girl's leg in the, the preview, so mm. I was like, ooh! I mean, other than that, it just looks like all the other remakes. They're trying to go for something, like, really gruesome and grisly and stuff. And, you know, it's going to lose its campy charm, I think. Yeah, um, I mean... And, and, you know, it might be good. I like, I like most of the remakes. I just don't like them as, like, you know... Like, the remake of Friday the 13th, they wouldn't make... They wouldn't make nine sequels off of that. Right. Like, they did the old one. I recently watched uh, Cold Fish... That was pretty neat. Cold fish? Yeah, cold fish. It's a Japanese uh, kind of horror uh, comedy thriller drama. Like Serial Mom? Set in Japan? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Except it's about stretch. this fish salesman who's not doing so well, and then some other fishman, fish salesman comes along and says, Hey, you gotta do all these things for me, or I'm gonna kill your family. Wow, and, that's fucked uh, up. Then, you know, people die. There's blood. It's a Japanese horror movie. Blood is everywhere. <laughs> uh, it's based on a true story. Okay. It okay. was very entertaining the whole two and a half hours, but it didn't need to be that long. That's, yeah, that's pretty long. I'll tell you what movie I tried to see this week but failed. <laughs> There's a movie called, a movie out in theaters and on video demand right now called VHS. So I really wanted to see it. Um, they had it at the Keystone Art Midnight thing, but I already missed it mm-hmm. by the time I knew about it. So that's you should get a VHS of it. That would be amazing. So funny. It's it's not out yet it's for the VHS DVD or anything VHS. like that. You should get it on um, Betamax. 
<laughs> video disc. No, video see, disc. the reason I didn't watch it is because it's in theaters, but it's not in one around here. You can get it on video de- on demand, but you have to rent it for like seven bucks a night. Now that's ridiculous. And I'm what? like, I refuse to do that. Like, It'll I can be go on down Netflix to the, next week. Don't yeah, worry. I can go down to the Red Box and get a movie for a dollar a night. They're like, like if I could have bought it on video on demand. I might have. I'd pay huh. ten bucks for that, but I'm not going to pay seven dollars to buy rent a digital Amazon. movie. It's, it's not out yet. Oh. oh no, you can rent it on Amazon for seven dollars. I just don't Fuck get that. it. Like <laughs> everybody loves the whole digital thing, and I'm like, screw that. All right, I'm going to oh, go no. on a little bit of a rant here, but who the fuck wants a digital movie? I don't get it. You can buy a DVD now for like five bucks, and it's still not that bad a quality. I mean, it's not Blu-ray, but it's still pretty damn good. And it's got extra features. There's a commentary track. Blah 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 blah. But, I, I like, but the DVDs. Yeah, the thing about digital copies is that it's really easy to access it via different means of, you know, devices. Yeah, different devices. You know what I'm talking about. You I'm, know what? I'm, I'm turning. I'm turning into a jive turkey. You know what's really interesting? And I was uh, going on the uh, TMC.com. Uh, shop and I was just searching through scary movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Hitchcock's The Birds, just the DVD, is like fourteen bucks. But yeah. if you buy the t- like fiftieth anniversary DVD that also comes with a digital copy, it's only twelve dollars. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No people. <laughs> Do you know that uh, digital copies can expire? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, maybe not, like, the actual digital copy, but, like, if you were to buy a Blu-ray or something and it comes included with the digital copy, the voucher for yeah. the digital copy can expire. I found that out when I bought Zombieland. I bought it for Blu-ray, and it came with a digital copy. And I looked at the voucher, and the voucher expired in, like, February of last year, and I had bought it in, um, like, June of last year. I bought it over the summer, I remember yeah. that. And I was like, well, f- that, that's stupid. Why would you advertise having a digital copy if it expires and I can't have a digital copy? So now I don't have a digital copy. But it doesn't matter because I wouldn't really use it anyway. But back to what I was saying about the digital copy, it's definitely about using it on multiple devices. Because people will be like, oh, well, I want to watch a movie on my iPad. And my iPad doesn't have a disk drive. And I don't want to buy the $1,000 attachment. Right, well... See, here's, here's what I'm going to say on this. I think that people wanting to experience their cop- content on different devices is, you know, well, well, it's stupid. We should roll up a newspaper and smack them on the nose. But at the same time, you have to, but at the same time, you have to consider that, like, people are going everywhere and with all these devices are, like, just... Oh, well, do honestly, I do not want to watch a movie on my phone. Right, and I... I I wouldn't want to either, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you're saying too. But there are people out there, like businessmen and people, uh-huh. people who are always on the road, that are just like, you know, I'm on a plane, I've got a few hours to kill. Why not watch a movie? <clears throat> I personally don't care about them, and I wouldn't really worry about it. But there are people out there that see the merit in them. My thing, one of my big things about digital content, anyways, is just that it's not easy to like. I think a movie should be watched on a TV. All right, you jive turkeys. <laughs> we have been bullshitting this entire like episode. Pretty much. Um, 
Because it's not a lie. You can see Black Dynamite that hasn't already been said. Uh, no, we don't have to continue to talk about I Black know. Dynamite. I know. I was, I was trying to go full circle back on t- <laughs> the movie that we had just watched like an hour ago. Yeah. Sorry. That was a terrible segue. Terrible segue. Speaking of terrible segues, segue. <laughs> we will not have Jeff's segue on this episode. No. No, he's not here. Jeff's segue. Was that introduced in the... That was introduced on the... Uh, Audition episode. Yeah, I was like, we have Jeff Segway. Please try to guess which part that is. I can't even remember what he was talking. He was talking about Walking Dead. Yeah, we were talking about something completely different. He's like, so Mal, have you caught up on Walking Dead? And I was like, yes, I have. And he's like, well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, stuffing things. Yep. (laughs) And you were talking about how you are doing what I'm doing, and you're watching each individual like issue as they come out every month. Was because it? the last one came out in September, this one came out. Shoot, time goes by really fast. I know, especially <laughs> when you're working at a dead end job. Oh. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should smack a bitch. You should go black dynamite on him. <laughs> Walk yeah. in the room, Mallory, <laughs> Mallory. A dynamite. <laughs> should walk in the room with some dynamite and be like, "Pay me more monies." Black malaria. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> you thought malaria was bad. Wait until you're exposed to black malaria. <laughs> Give some small dicks. Oh man. <laughs> so you're like one of those sneaky black guys. <laughs> How did you get in here? I walked in. I walked in. <laughs> so you're one of them sneaky black men. <laughs> Sarcastically, I'm in charge. <laughs> oh gosh. Speaking of speaking of uh, Anaconda malt liquor giving you a little Richard, have I told you about the uh, the like made up Pabst Blue Ribbon commercial that's on YouTube? No. <laughs> it's this commercial my roommate showed me. And uh, it's just this guy, and he's drinking Paps, and he's like really drunk. He's like, Paps, turns your dick to shit, and he like passes out. <laughs> and then like some narrator comes out, he's like, Paps, turned your dick to shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Ren and Stimpy was really creepy, dude. I, I loved it growing yeah, up, and I still love it. But like, if you go back and watch it, those episodes are oh no, they're. If you watch a lot of cartoons from back then... They've got, like, Rin and Stimpy that were banned, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, which I've seen, and they are awful. It's all, like... Very cryptic. Very, no, it's not even cryptic. It's, like, blatantly right in your face, like, very, like, overly sexual and overly, like, down towards women and... Are you talking about the, like, the, the new series they made? Yes. That's that's not, like, band stuff, though. Like, I think that's just different. That was just stuff that they wrote for Spike TV, I thought. Yeah, they changed the show. It wasn't even that good, was it? I, I didn't yeah. like it that much. Yeah, I heard a lot of people complained about it. I never saw the new series, so I didn't know. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. It is. Is it? The new series or the old series are both. both. Oh god, I need to start watching. You know, that. I need to track down though. My favorite episode of Instantly was with the Bloody Head Fairy. Oh yeah. I don't remember the Bloody Head Fairy. <laughs> oh man. I remember log. I remember the Electric Fence game. That was one of my favorites. That was a good episode or too. The, was on the, the Electric Fence. fence. That was the uh, Space Oddity one. Yes. yes. Where he was like the big the, red button, and he was eating the bar of soap. Yeah, that was a good one. Space man. Space madness. 
<laughs> oh, see, those shows got so dark and crazy. I, I know. Um, I liked um, I liked the one with the Yaxmen. Oh, the fighting Yaxmen or whatever. Yeah, where they're like, like stomp, stomp, stomp for justice and chop, chop, chop for freedom. The uh, the soap scum fairy. <laughs> you remember that one? No, I don't. Or it was like the one. the. Uh, sink scum fairy, something like that. Like all the, you know how like your sink gets a bunch of buildup around mm-hmm. it from like toothpaste and yeah. makeup and shit like. Oh that. yeah, and they like and clean he, like, it yeah, out. And he, like and... clean it out with his finger and like stick it in his satchel or something like that. And he would leave money in there. Uh. <laughs> or a gritty kitty cat litter. Oh yeah, and and how uh, hairballs would cure pink eye. <laughs> And everything else. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty. And then, uh, and then his hairball gland died. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they had to bury it. Yep. And Stippy's like, oh, I'm not a full cat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make hairballs. Oh my gosh. Oh, that show was so awesome. I liked how, like, every time they showed like a person, they would show their knees, and they were all hairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I liked I liked when they were selling rubber nipples and like oh yeah, like using them for everything except yep. for what nipples are used for. Yep. <laughs> yep, they're yep. like you can use it to warm your head and yep. to keep they your knees warm. For hats and <laughs> knee warmers. Do they use them for socks too or something? Yeah, and yeah. socks. They use them for gloves. They use it for everything except for nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, what else? What um, else to be? I used to have a Sega game. It was like. Stimpy's Great Invention or something like that. I, I had that game. It was... I beat it once. It was very difficult. Yeah. Dude, the Sega games were hard. Yes, yeah. everything in the old systems are hard, man. Games we have now are easy. Dude, yeah. games we have now are fucking pathetic. Dude, what was that thing that you were reading about games the other day, and you were like, this guy's wrong? Oh, it was the fucking, um... It was like the global president of some game company it wasn't EA I'll look it up here there it is the recreating a mission impossible thing oh this yeah see more recreating a mission impossible experience in a game is Sorry. easy recreating emotions in Brokeback Mountain is going to be tough or at the very least sensitive in this country it will be very hard to create very deep emotions like sadness or love, things that drive the movies, until games are photorealistic. It'll be very hard to open up to new games. We can only really focus on action and shooter titles. Those are suitable for consoles right now. Which is a quote from Christopher Hartman, the 2K Games global president. And he's a fucking idiot for saying that. Yeah, because games back in the day had at least some story and... They didn't even have to have that. I, I, I mean, like, they were really emotional, right? I mean, because you didn't have to have photorealistic characters to connect with the characters, which is why I cried uh, when Eris died in Final yeah, Fantasy VII. I feel like that's the yeah. one that most people would relate to. But, like, have either of you played Super Metroid? No. Neither of you played, played Super Metroid? it, but not... Well, if you've played a Metroid game, you just... Like, the best part about that game is you feel alone. Yeah. Like, completely... They put you in this planet by yourself, and it's just filled with monsters and stuff like that, and you're exploring this huge planet, and stuff like that. And you have an actual sense of being alone and finding all this stuff on your own and stuff. 
I'll be honest. When I first played Super Metroid, it scared the shit out of me. Like, it was terrifying. The There's a sequence, like, the first part of the game, you don't come across any enemies until you are spotted by this camera thing and, like, shines a light on you, and then you get in this elevator and you go up and you go in this other room, and then there are space pirates everywhere. And the first time that happened, I was like, oh, my God! Like, it scared me. Uh, another good example is... That's right there. Chrono Trigger. You've played Chrono Trigger. I played Have Chrono you played Chrono Trigger? Um, I played Chrono Cross. No. So. Well, in Chrono Trigger, spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert kids. No uh, spoilers. It's over 10 years old. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in Chrono Trigger, there's a scene where the main character dies. And, uh, you know, this is like a 16-bit Super Nintendo game that you gain... You get super attached to all the characters, and the main the main character in this game is a silent protagonist. Yeah, and yeah. like I was devastated when he died. Like I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was gonna happen next. I was just like, what? And the cool thing about it is like with a silent protagonist, a lot of games back then, uh, and a good example of like Zelda or yeah Zelda Mega Man X, even though X wasn't really a silent protagonist, but um. The cool thing about stuff like that is that anything that happens in that game happens directly to you because you are that person. Like, you make your decisions through that character. Uh, You know, he is your link into that world. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous to think that that we as human beings can't connect with a character just because they're not photorealistic. I mean, that, I mean, why would you ever read a book? Yep. Because you don't see photorealistic characters in books. Right. You have whatever's in your head. Even comics. Even even comics. They're not photorealistic, but... You still gain an emotional attachment through it. Yeah. And even, like, the characters don't even have to be freaking people. I mean, look at, like, Watership Down and the Plague Dogs. Like, two mm-hmm. of the most emotional stories ever. Yeah. And they're about rabbits and dogs. Right. I just... I think that a lot of mainstream game companies, uh, as my friend Christopher Hartman from 2K Games uh, demonstrates with this quote, is that they just don't give players enough credit. Yeah, they think that we're all five years old or something. They don't understand that we... Their main demographic is people between... The ages of 18 and 35 well, right now. Well, not even that. Just, <laughs> like, we have imaginations, you know. We, we're we not... We're smarter than the average bear. Rawr! Rawr! <laughs> hey, boo-boo, back up. <laughs> we gotta go out to the picnic basket. See, the thing that gets me is it's the 2K president that says this. I am playing a 2K game right now. and they uh, do Bioshock? Um, I don't know if they did Bioshock, but I'm playing Borderlands too. Uh, they make amazing characters in there. You you yeah. care about them. You and feel Borderlands them. is definitely not oh, God, realistic. It's all cel shaded. Yeah, it's cel shaded. And so I mean, like the the company. That, it's like he doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah, his company made a game that is a perfect example of emotional gaming. And yeah, I'd be very surprised if Chris Hartman was listening to our B movie podcast to find his video game. Yeah. Getting his getting his video game fix on through the B cast. I hope he writes to us and tell us tells us stuff and be like, Dude, oh, you're yeah. an idiot. 
If he did, I would be like, Chris, you're you're stupid. Here, uh, Here's a good list of examples. Dude, and did you know that there was a really neat article about um, how closer um, things get to photorealism without actually being real, the creepier it gets and mm. the less people actually like it? Like with that movie, uh, Mars Needs Moms, it didn't do well at all in theaters because people who watched it actually got sick to their stomach because it was likened to watching corpses walk around on the screen. Yeah, that does look... That is really weird. Yeah. Um, So a lot of people did not like it. Yeah. Because it was like corpses walking around on the screen. That is really weird. I mean... It's like the dead eyes thing. They have the same reaction on... uh, Polar Express. Oh, yeah, Polar Express didn't do well for the same reason. Never saw it. I hated that story anyway, so I didn't watch it, but... The people... It's a Christmas movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but there's a... uh, There's just, like, a disconnect in the eyes. Like, you can... They seem like empty shells. Yeah. Well, I really liked the first one. It was pretty tame. I love the first Resident Evil. Yeah. It's just, like... They handled the uh, they handled the tone like the music. They handled the environment really well. Like yeah. I wish I could go down and like just search through that entire Umbrella Corporation, yeah, bunker and. But yeah, the newest one like the story's dumb. The special effects are stupid. The the acting is atrocious. Like Mila Jovovich is the only good actress in that movie, and everybody else is just like uh, awful. I like Mila like the, Jovovich, Jehovah, 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 witness, <laughs> Jehovah, witness, Jehovah, but yeah, no, she's cool. I like her. I like her in the fifth element. She has multi paths. Multi paths. Multi paths. Multi paths. Multi paths. Multi paths. But uh. The guy who plays Leon in the new movie? Awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, I didn't... Uh... Don't go see it. Just, just save yourself the trouble. Don't see it. Speaking of bad sequels, the other night, yesterday, actually, I caught a decent chunk of Starship Troopers 3. Nice. <laughs> I haven't even seen the second one. I, I, I haven't seen the first one. The first, first one's first actually one. really good. I um, do. Yeah, I really like the first one. But, alright, so the third one, the bugs, uh-huh. they look like 90s CG. Didn't they? Like... Awesome. Like Sci-Fi Channel? No, worse than Sci-Fi Channel. Imagine, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, what was that show? Reboot? Or yeah. That, they looked like that. Oh, like oh, that? Wow. Like, like the intro to 90s Spider-Man? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Wow. It, it was like it was so out of place in a live action setting. It was just painful to look at. Um, <laughs> awesome. And for whatever reason, the the lead guy from the first one was actually in the movie. I thought there was nobody left over, but that guy was still in there. I guess he had nothing else going on. <laughs> the acting was terrible. Um, they still had the kind of computer broadcast thing going on. Yeah. But those segments were terrible as well. Like. The computer voice wasn't even good. It was just... I mean, it just confirmed what I always thought. Why the hell would you make sequels to that movie? Yeah. Like, didn't they solve the problem in the first movie? Like, why the the hell would you make a sequel to Terminator 2? It was fine. The way it was. It ended... 
Why make another one? Because Terminator 2 is the best movie ever. You know, I can honestly say I don't think I've seen any of the Alien movies all the way through. I've seen... I saw Prometheus Sunday. I heard that movie. How did you like it? I liked it. It was a good action flick. It wasn't... I wouldn't say it was canon with the Alien series or anything, but... It's supposed to be like its own Mises, isn't it? No, it's it's actually for the Academy. It's it's like, a prequel. Yeah, it's, it's a prequel, a prequel, but it's not a canon prequel. Right, which doesn't really make sense because it has like in the first Alien movie, the giant guy sitting in the chair with like his chest burst out. That that's in Prometheus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Although he's not in the chair when it busts out. Yeah, no. it's not exactly the same. Mm. Or I don't know. I don't Parallel know anything about universes. it. I didn't see Alien, so I don't know. My dad says it's pretty, actually, uh, pretty. Yeah, I liked it. There's a couple things that were like. Uh, at one point, they were like, "Okay, we're going to this planet, but since you didn't come up with the funding and my company funded it, we're not going to try to make contact." And the very next scene, they're like, "All right, we sent the message. If there's anybody down there, they should have probably responded by now." Yeah. So, if you're not going to try to make contact, why are you trying to make contact? I don't know. So, there's a couple things like that that were just kind of like, what? I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It It was definitely uh, entertainment worthy. I wouldn't say it's like the best movie ever or anything, though. Brian Brian Lee O'Malley is coming out with a new comic soon. I know that he's redoing Scott Pilgrim in color. He's not really. Re- I guess he is kind of redoing it. He's adding glasses to characters and whatnot. Yeah, he's like going through. <laughs> well, he, he is. He's like going through and he's editing like things in the book and changing the art style of the older ones to match the art style of the newer ones and stuff. And yeah. trying to fix some of the frames to kind of like bring out more emotion and stuff. But uh, he also has a new comic series coming out called Seconds, and it's going to be interesting. I don't exactly know what it's about, but he releases like pictures and stuff from on his Tumblr, and it yeah. looks like it'll be good. He's a good. Guy. Did you read uh, the one he did before Scott Pilgrim? No, I need to though. It's it's interesting. This girl thinks her soul is in this cat or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I need to uh, check it out. Skyfall, the new James Bond. I'm actually excited about that. Yeah, it looks really good. I like this guy's James Bond. Yeah. I didn't like the last one that he did. Quantum of Solace? I liked it. It was... It wasn't it's, as good as uh, Casino Royale. Well, the thing about Quantum of Solace and the thing with Skyfall and the thing that is starting to happen with Daniel Craig's James Bond movies is that they're becoming more action-oriented. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, previous Bond movies aren't action-oriented. Because, you know, you don't see Sean Connery in a car blowing up semis and stuff like that very often. Oh, man, you know what was good that I didn't think would be good? What? I don't remember the name of it. (laughs) Mission Impossible 4? Oh, Ghost Protocol? Yeah, it was pretty good. That doesn't surprise me. I like Mission Impossible. I didn't like three. I didn't like three at all. I I didn't really like two that much either. I I never saw two. The last one was pretty, pretty decent. Huh. Was it a guy with a face changer the entire time? No. Oh, because that's what it is in all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, it turns out it was a bad guy with a different face. Yeah. Who knew? Actually, I thought I was 
I think I was going to buy that movie and I forgot all about it. Ghost Protocol? Yeah. Hmm. It was good though. You know what's a good movie that I need to get? Men in Black 3. Did you see that? I haven't seen that yet. I did see that. That one was really good. Like, actually, I guess they're all really good. But yeah. I had my doubts because they were doing the whole, like, young Zed thing. Uh huh. And. No, it's not. Zed. Young K. K. Alright, yeah. Um. But man, that guy nailed it, and the whole movie was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it had a twist. It did have. A well, don't say it because I haven't seen it yet. It's a, there's a twist. It's yeah, it becomes it really obvious at the end what it's going to be. I though. mean, didn't Will Smith produce that movie? Maybe. Maybe. I, feel, I, I thought so. he did. Yeah. No, it's definitely not a Shyamalan movie. No, it's a I Smith would have hated movie. it. And Will Smith actually makes really good movies. Like, how did you guys feel about I Am Legend? I liked it. Okay. Um, so I really liked that. It was good. It. It's actually based on a book, which was the... Actually, it was like um, the original story of what I Am Legend, I think it's called um, Last Man on Earth. Yeah. Um, it is the predecessor, in my opinion, to all zombie movies. But yeah, I really liked I Am Legend. It was not directed by Will Smith. Wait, Jermaine's in it? Hmm? I fucking love Jermaine. Jermaine from where? From Flight of the Concords. Oh, okay, yeah. Because he kind of looks like you. Well, no, that's not at all. I I fucking love Flight of the Concords. Oh. Life is like a Have you actually, like, watched the show? I've watched bits of it. Dude. I've seen a couple episodes. That show is brilliant. It's so good. Sometimes it's hard to see. And like the jokes and like a lot of the jokes that they have are really subtle, but they're so good. Like one of the jokes is, um, they're. I think it's the first episode actually. It's sellotape right there, the third one. And he's talking about um, like a love triangle. And then he gets on the topic of Fleetwood Mac. He's like, oh yeah, Fleetwood Mac. He had like a little love triangle thing going on. Of course, you know, that's when they wrote some of their best music. And one of the guys in the band looks at the band manager and he's like, oh, Rumors. Like in reference to the Fleetwood Mac album Rumors, which is like apparently their best one. And And their band manager's like, nope, all true. (laughs) It's just really subtle things like that. And then they had, like, an episode where they just make... They just keep, like, rattling off uh, Top Gun references. Mm-hmm. And it, it's awesome. I highly recommend that you sit down and watch all of the episodes, because they're all really funny. Yeah, they're pretty good. I've, I've seen, like, two or three of them, but they're they're really good. You've read Scott Pilgrim, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. For anybody who has not read Scott Pilgrim, go do it now if you need It's copies. better than the movie. It's very much better than the movie, but if you need copies, send me an email. If you don't know about Scott Pilgrim... I'll put it in my Dropbox, and I'll send you an invite. Um, little tidbit of information, which is just my opinion. Um, Kick-Ass, mm-hmm. very good movie. Not so great of a comic. Scott Pilgrim, very good comic. Okay movie. Okay movie. So, opposite's true for those two series. If you have... If, uh, I, this is how I did it, and this is how I suggest a lot of people do it. If you have neither seen the movie or read the books, go watch the movie, like the movie, be like, oh, yeah, it's a really good movie. Go read the books and be like, oh, my God, these, these books are just fucking fantastic. 
Yeah, that was pretty disappointed with the movie. Um, I think we went and saw that movie together, and you hadn't read the books yet. The first time I had seen that movie was with my ex-girlfriend, and she didn't like it at all, and I loved it, and she made fun of me for it, and I was like, I don't care. And um, then I went and saw it with my roommate, Ben. Yeah, I saw it with you and Ben. Yeah, you did. I did. That's right. And we all loved it. Because yeah. it was good. Yeah, and at that point, I had already read the books, and I don't think you guys had read the books yet. No, I don't even think Ben's read the books yet. Wow. I gave him the books. And you he were like, them. you were like, Mallory, what do you think about the movie? And I was like, eh. And you were like, what's wrong with you? And then I read the books, and I was like, I completely understand <laughs> everything. I was like, it's not like I didn't like the movie. It's just the books are better. Did not live up to what I was expecting. Right. My expectations were that they took out all the vegan jokes. <laughs> Chicken isn't vegan? <laughs> no, they did take out a lot from... I feel like they could have made the movie longer. Well, see, that's yeah. the thing. They would have had to make the movie longer. I like the movie a lot. I like. I don't I like really feel too. like... I, I, I like it... I don't know. I have no disappointment in the movie. I think it's amazing. I also love the comics. I read Kick-ass them first. Kick-Ass 2 coming out soon. Why are they making a second one? Because they're making a second comic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, comics oh. already out, I think. Oh, well then, okay, they're completely justified in making a second movie. Yeah. Um, Hit Girl's got her own spinoff comic. Does she? Yes, it's called oh. Hit Girl. And it's awesome. Huh. Oh, name. and we found out uh, last week that the chick who played Hit Girl is going to be in, in the, the Carrie new remake. Carrie movie. Which also has a leaked trailer, which I haven't watched yet. Why are they remaking Carrie? Because it's awesome. Why are they remaking all these movies? Because there's are... no original ideas. There Sinister was of... good. That was original. There are millions of original ideas. People just are lazy. Well, they're lazy and they're afraid to go outside the box. Like my friend Christopher Dickface from 2K Games, who is too afraid to not publish anything that's not a shooter... God, I hate shooter games. Like, seriously, that's probably why I didn't play a whole lot of newer generation console games, because there's just no story in it. And I'm like, I could play Call of Duty, but I don't know why I'm fighting these people. You know? And yeah. It was awful, and shooters make me sick anyway. I'm going to be completely honest. One of the main reasons why I bought my PlayStation 3 were for Gran Turismo 5 and Metal Gear Solid 4. Those are the main reasons why I bought them. And then I, you know, discovered a few gems like Dragon Age and 3D Die Hero games. Have you guys ever heard or seen of that game? I have it. You have it? Yeah. It's it's a wonderful game, isn't it? Yeah. It it's really like is. it's Zelda on PlayStation 3. It's like the hard. Top, yeah, I haven't beat it yet. <laughs> it's like the top down, like old school Nintendo Zelda for PlayStation 3. It's cool. fucking awesome. It is such an underrated gem. So what do you think about The Walking Dead? I loved it. I think it's really interesting how it's so different from the comic, but it's so much the same like the comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it kind of goes along with like what they did with um, Scott Pilgrim, where they have the established material already. Mm-hmm. And then they made a show, but they've changed it and they've mixed it around. Yeah. And made it its own identity. Like, when they... Spoiler alert! When they chopped off... Um, 
at the end Herschel's of the leg. Yeah. And the comic book. It was Alan. It was Dale. It was Alan first, and then he didn't live. He died. And then they did it to Dale. And then they did Dale. it to Dale, and he did all right. He did all right, because they got to it quick enough. Yeah, Dale's dead, and there is no Alan, so they had to do it to somebody. Right. The thing that kind of, like, confuses me, though, about that scene is, like, how did Rick think to do that so quickly? I think he'd probably been thinking about it for a while, because in the end of season one, the guy already told him that that is everyone's true. infected, which didn't, he didn't realize until, in the comics, he didn't realize until they were well into the prison, and, yeah. uh, and Tyrese's then, kid shot herself. Right. But the thing is, like, when he found out in the book that they were all infected, like, he sat down for a really long time and thought about it, and he was like, well, if we're already infected and we're already going to come back, what do those... What do the walker bites do? The walker bites are what kill us. Mm -hmm. And, like, depending on where you get bit, you know, the effect of the fever takes longer or shorter to yeah. take effect and blah, 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 before it kills you. Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't show that in the show, but yeah, it that's also why it was... shows a huge passage of time where we don't know what happened. Right. So he probably had thought about it for a long time. And, and I, yeah, and I feel like that's the biggest weakness of this season premiere. Like, I think the I mean, biggest, I love... biggest is that nobody understood that SWAT gear, you can't stab through it. Right. <laughs> You're not going to beat a zombie's head in when he's got a fucking oh my riot God. shield. He's got a bullet mask. I'm going to shoot this crappy little Nerf arrow at him. Oh, it bounced off. Yeah. Oops. Oh no, how do we stab these guys? It's and, not Yeah, I do agree that that was stupid. But, like, that, I mean, that was, of course, one of the downfalls of that episode. But I think the biggest downfall was, like, the lack of information that was passed on from, like, what had happened in between seasons. Maybe they'll flash back in the rest oh, of I'm sure the Oh, I'm sure that they will. I, it just doesn't do much to establish what's going on. Like... Oh, you know what I want to know is, uh, where the hell were the street signs for this prison? Because I, I think it was like T-Dog or somebody, when they stopped on the road, uh, they were like, we've been circling around all winter, the same area, and yeah. they didn't once see the prison, yeah, but they really. were like less than two miles away from it at the end of season two, and you could see it. Yeah. And where, I mean, seriously, there's a bunch of prisons around here. There's, I mean, not a bunch, but there's like three or four in... Mm -hmm. You know, pretty close distance, and there's always a street sign saying "prison to your left." Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Maybe they just went in like the opposite direction of the prison. But and Rick's supposed to be a policeman. Shouldn't he have thought about, hey, there could be a security prison where there's fences and shit? I don't know. I think he's got a little more on his mind. Like, I just killed my best friend, and my wife is a bitch. Yeah. I, oh, I do dude, love the I, fact that I he loved, was an asshole to her. I loved her concerns about the baby, like, being dead and, like, clawing oh, yeah, its way out of Oh, yeah, the stillborn thing. That She's was, like, what if it's dead? Yeah, And that was it cool. claws its way out of me. Yeah, that was That would be cool. epic. I hope that happens. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. No, but I hope it does. I really hope that this season they do a lot of things that were, like, in the book. And I kind of have hopes now that they've cut Herschel's leg off. For you know what I'm talking about. 
Oh yeah. 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 For the very the big event awesomeness of the Woodbury incident. Yeah, the Woodbury incident. I I'm I'm very interested to see how they handled that whole scenario. I am too because the way that the, the previews have shown it is that like Andrea and Michonne are going to be in Woodbury for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see like what happens. Yeah. Well, like the I mean, the whole Michonne thing in that particular, like, I just don't know how far they're going to be able to go on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Because it gets grisly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my friends was actually talking to me about that, like, after they revealed Michonne at the, in the season two finale. The things that happened, like, me and my friend were talking about it, and we just, we were like, there's no way they can show what they showed in a comic on TV. It's so visceral and gruesome. It'd be bad. Yeah. See, stuff like that makes me wish they had Walking Dead on, like, Showtime or HBO. Yeah. I mean, not that I necessarily need it to go that far, but I don't think they should... Yeah. Have... However, they have shown some pretty gross things on that show and Breaking... Do you watch Breaking Bad at all? Yeah. I, They've I've... shown some pretty visceral stuff on Breaking Bad, too. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. That's it for this week. Next week, we'll be talking about... Something else. Yeah. Something else. Happy Halloween.